It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The 2024 salary cap is much higher than expected. Plus, who should get the franchise tag now that those numbers are in? we got a lot to cover today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to issue a big thank you, shout out, and welcome to our everydayers. Those of you who make Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen, Every single day, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150. If your bet wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Joe, what'd you do this weekend? Anyone? Felt, felt like I was somewhere different with you. We're having a good time. Our in kids the- having a good time. Drawing on your windowsills and stairways. <laughs> the uh, getting the girls together was, was fun. That's the first time they're about a year apart, mm-hmm. but now both old enough where they can talk and run around and interact with each other. And that was really neat to see them kind of have their own chemistry with one another as they played all around our house. Played and 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 did what friends do when they get together, get in a little trouble. Yeah, a little, yeah, trouble. little bit of trouble. A little bit of trouble. Just a little bit. Our, our our draft dads episodes coming in uh, June, so we'll June. perfect. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that then. Um, but I remember distinctly being with you and you sitting at the table and turning around saying two fifty five point four, and I said what? You said the cap, Kyle. It's two fifty five point four for the upcoming season, which is a huge win for all of us, uh, because that is significantly higher. And the projected 242-243 that we dealt with through much of the buildup to this moment in time. Yeah, it helps every team, right? So that's the thing. All 32 have achieved like 13 additional million dollars in cap space. By doing nothing. By doing nothing. But you can't help but especially feel some relief if you're maybe a Bills fan or a Dolphins fan or a Saints fan. Us in that north of $50 million over the cap club not anymore not anymore uh as that provided some some nice relief and then of course the dolphins and saints have have already started making some moves to get themselves in uh cap compliance the bill's got a lot of work to do but 13 million dollars less for everybody to have to deal with or 13 million dollars more for the teams on the good side of that cap compliancy yeah it's it is a grand total of 30 million dollars higher than last year. So we keep referencing this 1213. That's versus the forecast. And you knew there was the, the new TV deals, right? The you're starting to get the uh the COVID year out of which was obviously a reduction in, in a lot of revenue sharing. That's starting to get phased out as far as the cap 
and there's a whole science in how they calculate the cap. But you kind of heard they wanted to space out some of the the infusion of TV dollars, yeah. so there's not like this overly dramatic spike. Which then I can't help but wonder, like, what is this going to look like if if this is indeed what they did? If they did try to remain calculated with um, the cap, what is this going to look like in three years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if this is the growth? Right, because thirty thirty million dollars a cap—that's close to what the first ever NFL salary cap grand total was back in yeah. the '90s. Wow, yeah, it's crazy to think about it like that. It went up like that in one year, and obviously the dollars valued differently and all that the inflation and all that. But it's just really crazy to think about the growth to get to twenty five two fifty five point four. I remember some of the thought process and commentary regarding the new TV deal that came through was, mm-hmm. well, wait, wait until twenty twenty five. Right. Like that's when it's really going to kick in. Well, what was this? You know, like if, if this was supposed to be the step and next year was the leap, what does next year look like? And, and I can tell you over the cap, their forecast for 2025 is still just 260. <laughs> yeah. I got a feeling that's, that's what, not whatever be, salary yeah. cap figures you have for next year. Yeah. Just know you're probably going to get it stacked another probably $20 million on top of that. So tell all your friends and family members to watch all the football that they can so that there's more salary cap space That's available right. uh, for all of our favorite teams to add players. Uh, and then hopefully um, more NFL players can find themselves in very public relationships with high profile, significant others to, you know, even, even bring in more people, right? It's it, this Taylor Swift is responsible for this, right, Kyle? That's what this comes down to. Obviously. But you know, what is, is cool is we know that the league has really been trying to get a better foothold in capturing fans from all different kinds of backgrounds. And that includes gender and yeah. you know, Taylor Swift, the, the league just, they're like, why didn't we think of marketing with Taylor Swift before? All we needed was somebody to fall in love with Taylor yeah. Swift and her to fall yeah. in love with him. But yeah, um, yeah that, that, I've seen that joke a bunch of times this weekend that you could thank Taylor Swift for your team's infusion of cap space. But Well, the, the international ef- uh, efforts have been pretty pretty intentional as well. I mean, you're you're seeing the globalization, globalization of the NFL uh, take off in, in ways that we never have, right? We, Germany was part of this year. I, I think there's more uh countries in future years i know that those are challenging moments for your teams to have to deal with those logistics but it's big for the globalization of the game and and revenue spikes like this that lead to more money for players uh which means more money for our teams to hand out to the players and as the players become more expensive and and all these different trends it's generally a good thing now i'm interested to see if there's a spike to the contracts handed out like is this a negotiating ploy now for agents and players to be like, well, we know what just happened. Your your budgets got a little more healthy and we'd like a little right. bit more of that. So I wonder if some of these escalating contracts um, factor into that. And obviously the, the franchise tag, which is going to be a big part of segment two and segment three today. You know, I, I wonder if those top names getting tagged kind of hurts that inevitable push of the top of the market. So some some always some layers to everything i think i think the group the subgroup of players who will probably be the least impacted by this 
or or may not be as impacted by this as maybe we think is probably the middle class group of talent, right? Because if you're a lower class, you're you're a fringe minimum salary type player, mm-hmm. you're going to be that anyway, right? Yep. The top of market guys, absolutely. This is the greatest thing for their negotiation uh, efforts that they could have possibly dreamed up as teams magically now have this much more of a budget than they thought they would. And well, if you're signing me to, if you were offering me this percentage of the cap when it was $13 million lower with the forecast, I expect that same percentage of the new cap to be a part of my offer from you. And then the middle class, the the one-year vet guys that signed for a few million dollars, are they going to sign for a few more million dollars? Probably not, right? So uh, I think the domino effect stops with the middle class players. Yeah. Well, we are going to examine the franchise tag opportunities that exist because now we also have those figures. And, you know, look, one other note here in kind of reading some of the commentary from the insiders that have um, asked around about the, the cap, you could tell that this was a bit of a surprise. Like there wasn't a a world where these people behind the scenes were anticipating it being to 55.4, right? This is a bit of a surprise, which uh, sets the tone for an interesting combine week, which kicks off this week in Indianapolis. So a lot uh, to discuss this week on the podcast, but coming up next, we're going to talk franchise tags. Who should get the tag? Who should not be sure to stick with us? Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks. If your bet wins, you can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. They've also got the football's futures bets in there, hockey, whatever sports you're into. Check it out. FanDuel has some action that you can check out, and this deal is incredible. Again, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's do it. All right, so so quarterbacks is first. Yeah. You have the figures all up and ready to go? Quarterbacks, you tag a quarterback, that's going to cost you a firm $38.3 million against your cap. All right, so the thing that we've done, at least on the offensive side of the ball, is we've already gone 
positionally and had a show and talked about the free agent market that's upcoming. And we know the top options are Pro Bowl quarterback Gardner Minshew, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Kirk Cousins, 36-year-old quarterback coming off his Achilles tear. That's a and, big And no. Kirk, you said it was 38? 38, yep. I have to double check the the dollars on him. He might even be more than 38, but I don't think there's a quarterback out there that on a one year fully guaranteed, especially it wouldn't make sense for Minnesota anyway. Right. Um, it's all your cap space, all right. of it. And how's Tampa looking in cap space? 43.6. So they could fit it, but then they'd have to zhuzh around a bunch of other contracts to to have and they're trying to figure something out with mike evans it sounds like yeah not to mention antoine winfield levante david we're not doing this we're not doing right. this yeah okay yeah so. <laughs> not gonna uh, hard pass on the quarterbacks with franchise tag hard pass now i know we have a fundamental belief with the running back position but that is next and that's one of the cheaper tags that is out there what's that cap check in it 11.95 million okay so 12 million dollars we had a bunch of franchise tag running backs last year with Tony Pollard and Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. Am I forgetting anybody? No, that was it. Um, that is, I, I guess, what is ironic about the running back position and their tag is if guys are signing like their new deals, that's about the dollar amount that it checks in at. Like, I don't think you're paying anything more than what you would pay for a running back otherwise to sign like a market deal, because that's not a position that is getting a lot of push to continue to up and reset what the top of market looks like. I agree. The challenge though, is that if you sign them to an extension, like an actual contract, that's multiple years, you can structure that in such a way that you're not committing a firm $12 million against the cap, which you would this year. Right? So I think that's what makes it challenging for really every position is the fact that you it's firm, right? There's no mm-hmm. ability to spread money around. And so, yes, I would agree that that AAV of 12 million is, is not excessive for Barkley, you know, Pollard, Jacobs, Henry, these types of players. That's probably where they're going to land. The, the challenge is, do you really want to commit that firm 12 million? I think that's where it gets no. dicey for me. And no. so it's all a no for me on these yeah. players. Likewise. Which takes us to wide receiver, which we know we have a tagged player. There's value at wide receiver because this is $21.8 million. And I feel like a lot of these top of market players will get an AAV more than that. And so I think mm-hmm. there's some logic here when we bring up some of these wide receivers. Of course, T. Higgins already getting the tag, which to me makes sense because I think that the Bengals are potentially saving themselves four or five million in AAV and putting themselves in this spot where our concern with the long-term extension for T Higgins was the fact that you're staring at a 100 plus million dollar passing offense between Burrow, Chase and Higgins. I think this gets you another season of Higgins and avoiding that dynamic. And then you figure it out down the line. Oh, and the other thing for Cincinnati specifically that I like is They'll have an opportunity. They have plenty of space, right? They're not limited in cap space. I don't expect them to go out and and drop a ton of money um, 
uh, across free agency, but they're in the top 10. They're over $50 million in functional cap right now. And they've got 49 players under contract. So it's not like they got to sign another 10 guys to get to the 51 minimum. You can work through the offseason, address the rest of your needs. And what happens if they come on the board and uh, stud wide receivers there? You draft that guy. And, and, and since he will. And it, since he will. Right. Yeah. Because they've done that the last several years. They've drafted yeah. a year ahead of their needs. 100%. And then you can open up the door. And I know tag and trade is a complicated beast. But if you get into the draft and you say, hey, we're going to pick best player available. And it happens to be a wide receiver. Yeah. Some other team's going to be attracted to get T. Higgins because you don't have to bid on him on the open market. And you're getting him in year one for a guarantee that's below what you'd be getting if you signed him in free agency this year. Because a signing bonus, right? If you use T. Higgins' franchise tag total as kind of the bones of your signing bonus, it's $21 million. Mm -hmm. So say you traded for T. Higgins, you get, okay, we're going to give you a $5 million pay raise in year one. You're going to give you a $25 million signing bonus and a minimum sell. Right, so it's about $26.5 million he gets that you're wanting cash. Mm -hmm. If he's on the open market, don't you think the signing bonus you're going to have to give and then the yes. check you're going to have to pay out front is probably $40, $45 million? Like, no doubt. You're no going to have to throw a lot more year one cash at him, too. I think for a team like Cincy, yes, they're in a good cap position. They're sitting at about $51 million. They have the opportunity right now to be smart about this. They're paying a quarterback all the money. They're going to pay Chase all the money. And the I'm not saying this because they're Cincinnati, but being calculated and maintaining as much flexibility for as long as possible is important for them. Yep. And I think that has to influence all of their decisions. But Michael Pittman's another name here. We have Higgins, Higgins already got the tag. It's already done. Um, Higgins is the other one here. and it's, Or not Higgins, excuse me. Pittman's the other one here. $72 million the Colts have. Now, I think they should prioritize getting the long-term extension done, but mm -hmm. if for some reason you're not getting there, this is an easy tag yes for me. The the tag with the intent of using that to catapult into your contract extension, extended talks. I get, I get nervous when we talk Mike Evans. Um, he's awesome, dude. He's an awesome player, and I think he's got some a couple of more awesome seasons, but like I worry about Players like him and then the late stage versions of them. Like you just see it happen quick. Like, and you don't like, know like, when it's going to come. Dude, so yeah. you, you want it to be this year when you're on the tag. Yeah, but how you, I, I'm, I don't think Mike Evans is looking at himself and saying that uh, production dips coming in two or oh, three for years. Sure. But for sure. we all saw late, late stage Des Bryant, right? <laughs> like it, it happens. It happens to these types of receivers. I don't know that that skill set's going to age gracefully. I'd be cautious there. And so maybe, maybe there's a, maybe that's an argument for the tag because you get another year of, of Mike, um, at 21 million, which I think is probably a reasonable AAV for they him. Gotta fear what they're, yeah, but they got to figure out what they're paying Baker too. They do. And Antoine Winfield and Levante David, they got, right. they got stuff to figure out. So, but the, uh, you're going to have to ask yourself, are you going to sell out for that nucleus, right? Like, is this your, are you selling out for this nucleus of Baker Mayfield? Mike Evans, Levante, David, and David's been very uh, team friendly with his deals. Probably too mm -hmm. team friendly. Let's be honest. But I, I, I would. I think the worst thing you can do is is commit to a path that probably leads to mediocrity. I would agree. You got to be careful there if you're Tampa. Tight end. 
Doesn't no, matter. There's none. There's none here. What's the just to, for administrative purposes? Yeah. What's the tag? Twelve point three, which is which is a good number, right? But like Hunter Henry, Dalton Schultz, Noah Fan, Gerald Everett, none of them are getting that. That's a pay right? cut for Hunter Henry. <laughs> well, he's getting a pay cut regardless. But even though I think he's an attractive player, right? Yeah, I'm not messing with that. Right. Uh, offensive line. And here's the problem with offensive line is is we talked about this in the car the other day. Guards, centers, tackles, it's all the same thing. So it's at 21 million, 20.9. So basically, this idea. it's, it's nuts. Idea. Linebacker is even worse. Linebacker is even worse. Right. So, like, there's some great interior offensive linemen, as we've discussed. Like, if you listen to our shows at the end of last week, we love the interior offensive line group. We do not like the tackle group. You're not paying, you're not, you're not doing the $21 million for any of these interior offensive linemen. Because right. that's way, way we're talking about Robert Hunt is the best interior offensive lineman in the market. That, that's we, a market reset. Yeah. Like 16, start. 17, 18 was the conversations we had. We're not gonna go 21 on a hard one year deal there. So I don't think there's any offensive lineman that makes sense either. No, there's just not good value with the intersection of what since they lump them all into a singular category. Yeah. It unfortunately really hurts the interior. Well, it doesn't hurt the interior guys because they'd rather have the long-term contracts anyway. But it, it heck of a way to put it, yes. Yeah. But if this was, if there was a premier tackle or something, you know, oh, I, you tag the tackle every time. But we, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. So it, it's to me, there's no offensive lineman that makes sense. All right, folks, we're going to talk defensive side of the football, and we can uh, we'll we'll have our uh, complaints about the linebackers and edge rushers being lumped together. And, Get off our lawn. Yeah, and we'll, we'll do that for sure coming up here in just a second. So stick with us. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Have you ever considered what you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you exercise, read, spend some time with a loved one, maybe catch up on some sleep? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters most to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy helps you to be the best version of yourself. It's not just for people who have experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. That'll get you matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. So we'll start with the interior defensive lineman. Yep. And that number is $22.1 million. Except for Chris Jones. Except for Chris Jones, who's going to get more than that. Uh, Chris Jones, it would be around $32 million. He made more than the franchise tag total. So as a result, his franchise tag figure would be 120% of his previous year's salary. I know we want to talk this positionally. I think you have to talk this from the Chiefs because you can only tag one player. And obviously you're not going to do Chris Jones. And you have Legereus Sneed. We'll get to that. That feels like a yes if you can't get the long term there. I think for Chris Jones, franchise tag worthy player, the dynamics here don't make sense for that to happen. Uh, and then the fact that you have another another player who's coming off a rookie deal. Neat, as yeah. compared to, yeah. You know, Chris has, had already had his second in class uh, contract that he'd been working with. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Christian Wilkins here. Um, go ahead. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sounds like Miami's prepared to do it. And, you, wait, uh, say that again. You do or don't? It sounds like Miami's prepared to do it. Oh, okay. Dan Graziano came on ESPN last week and said the Dolphins are not intending to let Christian Wilkins walk. And they have felt and seem to have been very far apart going back to last summer when they did negotiations. So I don't know that this is a uh, fix beyond the first year. Uh, I, I'm sure the cap rising to the degree that it did has kind of reinvigorated the appetite to use the franchise tag on Christian Wilkins because Miami is – I think they're negative $29 million in cap space right now. They'll get an extra 18 and a half when, when Xavier Howard's uh, post-June 1st clears the books. They're going to cut him with a designated uh, post-June 1st designation on uh, March 13th. Uh, but you can't touch that money till June 2nd. So tagging Wilkins at that dollar amount, the blockade for Miami is you have a quarterback on a fifth-year option figure at 23 million. So now you're talking $44 million in cash space tied into Tua Tungabalo's fifth year option and Christian Wilkins on the franchise tag. I think if this happens, it means there's a domino with Tungabalo and his contract that has to be the shoe on the other foot to justify because they're going to restructure Tyreek Hill. They're going to restructure Jalen Ramsey. They're going to restructure Bradley Chubb. Would not be surprised if they restructured Teron Armstead, because that that dollar amount could save you eight, nine million dollars against the cap. And if he does end up riding off into the sunset after this year, and even if he doesn't, you could post June first him and you're still saving eleven million dollars versus your liabilities in, in 2025. And I think another eight million dollars against your liabilities in 2026. I'm not saying I would do that. Mm -hmm. I'm saying they have all those levers to pull as this first wave of free agency happens, say, oh, so-and-so wants to sign here. What can we do to, to create the space that we need? Boom, let's pull this lever. Boom, let's pull this lever. Uh, so they, they have it. They just would not have it if they did not have Wilkins on the tag and Tua's fifth-year option simultaneously. I think in a vacuum, Christian Wilkins is absolutely a slam-dunk franchise tag player where you feel like there's some challenges in terms of where the team is at and where what they want to pay, where the player's at, and where they want to pay. And Christian Wilkins is, from a team perspective, um, I think this matters. He's he's a little older than you think he's going to be, right? Mm -hmm. can, you, can you remind? Is he 29? 20, 20, 29. 
20, so 29 at the end of next season, I believe. A little bit older for a guy coming off of uh, a rookie contract. rookie contract. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's a slam dunk. I think some of the dynamics in Miami may make that, you know, like, like you'd love to not just have a, a firm $22 million for Christian Wilkins, but that that's the only thing that makes it, it difficult. And, and Wilkins is the type of talent you, you don't want to just let go, right? So I, I get I get uh, the, the challenging layers to that, but... Um, We'll see. How about we'll Matt Abuik? That's another player to me that feels like a yes. The problem is the Ravens, right? They're at 16 million in cap space and and a lot of expiring contracts. Um, so are do they have the most daunting expiring contract list? I think so. In the league. Yeah. Like I think that's part of what made the loss this year to Kansas City sting as much as it did when he's at home. And you knew what was coming on the other side of it was yep. the amount of talent that that was going to be up for renewal. And then their own in-house players who grew like Matt Week this year, who had the big explosion and blowout for, for yeah. production. Yeah, so I, I think in a vacuum, yes. I just don't think you can con- commit that to him. I think Leonard Williams, 22 is too much for Leonard Williams, although I think Seattle should figure that out. They, they, can't, they can't not bring him back. Not after what they traded for. No. So... Linebacker. Moving on to linebacker, which is $24 million because you want to know why the NFL thinks that people like Von Miller plays linebacker. And that's this. They think, they think Von Miller and Fred Warner play the same position. I, I, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. It's insane. So, I, my notes, literally, if you looked at my notes, I have the word linebacker and then I have one word next to it. LOL. No. It's LOL. Like, like, just no. Is that is that technically not three words though? You know what, Kyle? When I was starting that, I was thinking that to my myself, and then I was hoping that you wouldn't say anything, and then I would just get oh, yeah. yelled at on YouTube for saying it, and and then you did it. So sorry. Yeah. Um. But do, yeah, do players so- like Josh Allen, Brian Burns, Daniel Hunter, do they fall into this, or do, like, or does the NFL I, think, I think Josh Allen end? probably does get tagged? It sounds like. I don't, it doesn't sound like Brian Burns is going to. Panthers, 34 million in space. Jacksonville, 24.6. Do you know who makes the most sense to me is Daniel Hunter? Daniel Hunter, to me, is the perfect franchise tag player. Vikings, 35.8 million. Because here's why. He's like getting a little bit older, and the injury history scares me. And so I would want one more year of Daniel Hunter. I'm sure Daniel Hunter would want many more years of big money. Like this is his big chance. And from a team perspective, I'd slap that thing on him and then say, well, you know, we'll enjoy you for one more season and then, you know, figure it out from there because I would be nervous about, I mean, he's a player that deserves six years, 120 million, mm-hmm. but I would be scared to give him that. So I'd say, here's, here's the one year franchise. I don't know. It's just from a, Minnesota as a team standpoint for a 30-year-old passer. Yeah, it was awesome last year, right? Unbelievable, yeah. But there's also this weird element of their defense and schematically how it works and their pressure ideology. Doesn't, doesn't it kind of mitigate? Like, we, we did that when we talked about if there's a corner and a pass rush. You're going to let Brian court. Flores dictate a decision like this because he wants to just run goofy defenses with – I mean, fire hydrants is, and sending is, guys through gaps is you can't make decisions is like the that. inconvenient truth that tailoring your team and its composition 
to ideologically meshing with what you want to be on either side of the ball? Is that not the entire purpose of team building? The problem is that it's too extreme of an example. But it, it, but it's the example that we are talking about, right? So I can't, so, I can't, I can't not make decisions based on Brian Flores wanting to run the weirdest defensive scheme in the NFL. Can't do it because you know what? You know who's probably not going to be there much longer, Brian Flores, because that's just how because that's how coaching works in the NFL. It doesn't. The guys, how many? We have half the defensive coordinators turned over this year. Yeah. Half the offensive coordinators turned over this year. It's incumbent upon that coordinator to figure it out with the players. And you know just as well as I do that doesn't always happen. I know. I know. So we'll talk about just a bunch of inconvenient truths making this a hard conversation. Right. And that's I, – I don't envy Minnesota's – because it, I, I feel like if that doesn't at least come up, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, it's good. They're, they're not having as thorough of a conversation as they should about the decision that they have to have. But that's – he's worth the money. There's no question. But with Minnesota in the midst of a youth movement and a scheme that kind of mitigates talent on the line because it's all about you know free runners and pressure and I, so are you advocate? You're saying let him walk? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying let him walk. I'm saying I'm just saying I don't. It's a more complicated conversation than he had 16 and a half sacks last year. Put him on the franchise tag. So are you extending him? You're gonna you're, here's your options: franchise tag, six years, 120 million, or let him walk. Can I tag and trade him? I want to tag and trade everybody. That's always the best plan. Okay. <laughs> It's always and, and, and if you can't trade him and he plays for another year, okay. And they're a team that that's not going to be so strapped for cap space that like if it plays out that way, like I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I'm glad we had this conversation because now I know Daniel Hunter is going to be the thumbnail player. So great, there you go. <laughs> You're welcome. And sorry, Minnesota fans. Corners. I'm sure they'll they'll they will not be happy about the idea of that because Hunter's. What, 87 and a half crew sacks. He's been an awesome player for them. He was awesome last year. Led the league in tackles for loss. Like, I, I get it. Yeah. I'm just asking the question. No, it's there's no easy answer. Corner. Uh, the dollar amount here is $19.8 million. Your candidates are Jalen Johnson and Legereus Sneed. They should both probably get it if they don't get contract extension yeah bears got, got the space kansas City got the space yeah they both they both have the space they, these are like non-first round picks that have become excellent players right i mean like in the case of sneed like one of the best players at his position and i'll i'll tell you what and i know somebody dogged me a little bit for undervaluing legerious sneed i didn't forget that you didn't have him in your pro bowl i didn't forget that uh, it's a it's a hard it's a hard group of corners. And I put Jalen Ramsey in over him, and you know what? You know who did make the Pro Bowl at least? Jalen Ramsey. So, so they, I'm, yeah, they both I'm, made it right. I feel a little just justified for saying all well, our difference is Ramsey. Um, I have done. You know how many players have scouted, like watched NFL players on film for for free agency this year, and like graded them and put them on a board. You know how many I'm at right now? Ninety four. Uh, I'm at 127. Healthy. You know how high Legereus Sneed ranks on this list? One. Oh, he's not one. No. Nate, he is one, two, three. <laughs> he's the <laughs> fifth. He's the fifth best expiring contract player that I have watched, regardless of position. I'm interested in who the five players that are higher are. Want to do it? Sorry, Ross. Um, 
we have time still. We're all right. Oh, I'll, I'll give you two. One of them plays on the same defense as him. Okay, Chris Jones, I guess. Yes. Well, we, we you, you and I have both had the conversation that if if Kansas City was held against the fire and said you can only pick one player to have, we both said it would be Snead. Yes. And some of that is some of that has to do with age and contract value and Chris Jones pushing Aaron Donald for market. Like, but I just think in a vacuum, I graded Chris Jones. Chris Jones was the best player I graded. Okay. You have four more that I or three I more that three more. Three more that are respectively better at their respective positions that are expiring contracts. One of them we haven't talked about their position yet. Winfield. Winfield. And Chris Jones graded as a 95 out of 100. Winfield graded as a 90.74. And LeJarrius Knee graded as a 90. So, like, he's right there with all the three of these guys. I still got to find two more players. Yeah. That are 90 and a half. Daniil Hunter. Daniil Hunter is an 89.63. Brian Burns. Uh, Brian Burns. It's an 86.3. Two, uh, two low-value positions. Okay. Uh, punters? Kickers? I don't no, even know who No, 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 no. Not that low-value position. Okay, so interior offensive line? No. Defensive tackle? No. Off-ball backer? That's one. Who's the best off-ball linebacker? In the free agent market? Yeah. You just got done telling him he signed these, he's undervalued himself and didn't get paid what he deserved. I just said this? Oh, mm-hmm. Levante David? Yes. Okay. And there's another player? Yeah, another low-value position. You would never give him the tag. People have been trying to trade this dude to your team for four years. Derrick Henry? Yes. Uh, Sneed's my number one free agent. That's fine. I, I have a methodology, and that's what it gave me. Okay. But I, think it, but I think if you looked at positional value and age, Snead is the most attractive free agent. So this, this is just I'm grading you against the traits of what the scheme that I'm looking to find players for needs to run. But, yeah, I'm not going to sign and prioritize 31-year-old Derrick Henry over Legereus Sneed. From a dollars and age perspective, I'm not going to prioritize Chris Jones, even though I think he, he's, he is a tier above everybody else that we just mentioned. And Levante David's in his 30s as a linebacker. I'm not going to prioritize that over Legereus Sneed either. So I get why you say that, and I'm inclined to agree with you that the most attractive player, because the other free agents that are, are upper stratosphere players that are set to hit the market for my rankings are Daniil Hunter, who we just talked about, Tyron Smith, who's a 35-year-old offensive tackle who's starting to miss time and has a bad back. Kenny Moore, who's a nickel corner. And Xavier McKinney, who's another safety. All this to say that we think Johnson and Sneed should be tagged if long-term deals can't be done. Okay. Safety, 17.12 is the dollar amount here. Your candidates, Antoine Winfield Jr., Kyle Duggar, Cam Curl, Xavier McKinney. Why'd you say Cam Curl? Because I knew that it would elicit a response like that from you. There you go. You got me. <laughs> You've had a heck of a relationship with Cam Curl. Here comes the commanders. Fans are going to take command on the YouTube comments on, and yell. If they made know. it to 37 minutes into this podcast. They probably did not. 
which yeah, is why yeah. Ross tells us to not go 37 minutes. Yeah. He didn't. Nobody's <laughs> here. Nobody. That's just you and I, Kyle. Um, Winfield Jr. is the best player of the safeties available, but 17 feels very ambitious. I'd agree. Um, I think he's awesome, man. Like, mm-hmm. there's really? not a world. This is what I'll say if I'm Tampa Bay. There's not a world where Antoine Winfield Jr. is playing football for another team. He's the right. most important. Like, we talk Mike Evans, Baker Mayfield, Levante David. Is Devin White a free agent? I don't even think he doesn't matter, but the most important player for them to have back is Antoine Winfield Jr. Correct. There you go. Whatever it takes. Tag him if you need to. Right. Wouldn't love it, but tag him if you need to. That is going to do it for us here on Locked on NFL Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs. He is Joe Marino. I will be in Indianapolis starting later today. And I'm um, looking forward to some NFL Combine coverage for you guys this week. So come on back and see us. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. We're out of here. Peace. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.